So, Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2. Y'all remember what happened in Daniel chapter 1? Uh, Alright, we're reading out of the Christian Standard Version. So, what happened in Daniel chapter 1? There were these, these three dudes, there were these four guys, Daniel, Shadrach, Oh, never mind, I know what happened. And Misha, yeah, and Benigo. Meshach, yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Benigo. Yeah. Oh. Alright, so now we're in chapter 2. And remember, Daniel, he was fasting, right? He didn't eat the king's meat. King's food. And he didn't drink. And they were, they were, Daniel could have the ability to uh, interpret dreams. Alright, so now we're in chapter 2. Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams that troubled him and sleep deserted him. So the king gave orders to summon the magicians, mediums, sorcerers, and Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. When they came and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream and am anxious to understand it. The Chaldean spoke to the king Aramaic. Let's see here. Let's see what's in chapter 2. It says, yeah. The Chaldean spoke to the king. May the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and these will give the interpretation. The king replied to the Chaldeans, My word is final. If you don't tell me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb. Your houses will be made of garbage dump. Like, like if the king, the president, called y'all in and said that to you. So if you don't interpret my dream, I'm going to tear you from limb to limb. I'm going to make your house a garbage dump. Just whoever survived that. Verse 6. But if you make the dream and its interpretation known to me, you'll receive gifts, a reward, and great honor from me. So make the dream and its interpretation known to me. Alright, verse 7. They answered a second time. May the king tell the dream to his servants, and we will make known the interpretation. The king replied, I know for certain. You are trying to gain through time because you see that my word is final. If you don't tell me the dream, there is one decree for you. You have conspired to tell me something false or fraudulent until the situation changes. So tell me the dream and I will know you can give me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king, No one on earth can make known what the king requests. Consequently, no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked anything like this of any magician, the medium, or Chaldean. What the king is asking is so difficult that no one can make it known to him except the gods who dwell, whose dwelling is not with mortals. Because of this, the king became violently angry and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. The decree was issued that the wise men would be executed, and they searched for Daniel and his friends to execute them. Right. Whenever they read it, 
information and wisdom and you just can't really rely on these wise men who will go to other gods, not to be gods, not to be capital G, but to little G, little G, like a little god for rain, little god, yeah, god of fire, little god of whatever else they need. <laughs> he looks so, look at that face. Why are you looking at we're almost done. We're about to go sleeping. Alright. I'm going to put you to sleep. Thank you, Josh. I'm tired of these stay, stay awake. Let me put you to Alright. So you created the execution and you put it in Daniel and his buddy Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why did you do that? Because I suck. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you still get the Guys, uh, Verse 14. Then Daniel responded with tact and discretion to Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to execute the wise men of Babylon. He asked Ariok, the king's officer, why is the decree from the king so harsh? Then Ariok explained the situation to Daniel. So Daniel went and asked the king to give him some time so that he could give the king the interpretation. Verse 17, then Daniel went to his house and told his friends Ananias, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter. Or the real names of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these are like the Hebrew names of Jewish names. Anyway. Alright, urging them to ask the God of heaven for mercy concerning this mystery so Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of Babylon's wise men. The mystery was then revealed to Daniel in a vision at night, and Daniel praised the God of the heavens and declared, May the name of God be praised forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. Do you guys have dreams? Mm-hmm. I meant to ask y'all that this morning, if y'all remember. Any of y'all remember your dreams this morning? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't now I record my dreams every time I wake up so I can remember them. Did you get did you hit a home run in your dreams? No. I had a giant electronic bat. Oh, uh, robot bat. And I was playing against a bunch of stuff. Well, I encourage y'all to you know, when you first wake up, creative people, especially like creative people, they they just start writing as soon as they wake up. Even if you don't remember your dreams, just start writing. Like whatever comes to your mind. Something good to do. Prime your brain. I didn't ask. I would tell you if you were. Let's see here. Oh, that's from heaven. That's not fun. Let's see here. Yesterday. Oh, that was kind of creepy. I have. A little sister and chicken parked inside the garage of a cousin. Worked on the top floor of a bank. Loved it. I was in a locker room with co-ed, bas- co-ed basketball team. Wow. Left my macaroni, microwave macaroni and cheese on table. Took two boxes but got them and then had ladies in the team. Wow. Do you ever wonder why you're like the main character in all your dreams, and you're never like, let's say you, let's say like you're a superhero in your dreams. In mm-hmm. that dream, you would be like yourself, just like that superhero. Like if you were Superman, you'd still look like yourself in your dreams. 
So like, why are you always yourself in your dreams? Because, uh, yeah, you're the main character in your real life. And your dreams are supposed to be just like your subconscious. They're like your, it's the part of your brain that's always going, but it's kind of like, how do you explain your subconscious? Have y'all learned about your subconscious? It's partly kind of like what's going on like throughout your day. It's not your daydreams and your thinking. It's but it's not as like active. It's kind of like how your body does. Like um, this the best way. I'll probably explain this wrong. I'll probably look up the definition in a minute. But like you know how your blood just flows and your heart pumps. And your lungs work, so I see I can you have to tell you the heart that works. Your body or both organs naturally do that. It's kinda how like your subconscious works. It's like working without you having to and so when you go to sleep, your subconscious you're almost like a computer. Your your computer is like making sense of everything that you saw during the day and like organizing your thoughts. Yeah, subconscious of or concerning the part of the mind which one is not fully aware of, but which influences one one's actions and feelings. So it's like, yeah, it's constantly it's, it's like a computer that's constantly on, but it's like just always on. But you're not I'm trying to get a better normal example I can think of. Like you know how. What if we were to leave this Xbox on and it was still on, or like on sleep mode? Like everyone's on sleep mode right now. Then, but you don't know, like. That's kind of what it's like when you're sleeping, and then when you turn on your, when you actually using your phone and you're texting people, looking at the internet, listening to music, that's more of like your conscious. All right. Alright, it said, they said it made the name because God basically gave my vision in the dream at night. So it says, Balaam says, May the name of God be praised forever and ever for wisdom and power belong to him. He changes the times and seasons, he removes kings and establishes kingdoms, he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding, he reveals the deep hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. Wow, and that we talked about the hidden things that God was going to reveal, the hidden things to Dre at the prayer meeting in Ephesians 1. There's these hidden things that God reveals to the Christians that He doesn't always reveal to other people, like people that don't have a relationship with Him. He does, they're there, but they're not paying attention. Does that make sense? Verse 23 I offer thanks and praise to you, God of my fathers, because you have given me wisdom and power, and now you have let me know what we ask of you. For you have let us know the king's mystery. Verse 24 Therefore, Daniel went to Ariok, whom the king had assigned to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He came and said to him, Don't destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me before the king, and I will give him the interpretation. And Ariok quickly brought Daniel before the king and said to him, I have found a man among the Judean exiles who can let the king know the interpretation. The king said in reply to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to tell me the dream I had and its interpretation? Daniel answered the king, No wise man, medium, magician, or diviner 
is able to make known to the kings the mystery he asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has let King Nebuchadnezzar know what will happen in these last days. Your dreams and the visions that came into your mind as you lay in bed were these. Your Majesty, while you were in your bed, thoughts came to your mind about what will happen in the future. The revealer of mysteries has let you know what will happen. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have more wisdom than anyone living, but in order that the interpretation might be made known to, known to the king, and that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. The next, this is the last part, almost done. The dreams interpretation, verse 31. Your majesty, as you were watching, suddenly a colossal statue, a colossal statue appeared. That statue was tall and dazzling, was standing in front of you, and its appearance was terrifying. The head of the statue was pure gold, its chest and arms were silver, its stomach and thighs were bronze, its legs were iron, and its feet were partly iron and partly fired clay. As you were watching, a stone broke off, broke off without a hand touching it, struck the statue on its feet of iron, and fired clay and crushed him. Then the iron, the fired clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were shattered and became like chaff, and the summer burst into glory. The wind carried him away, and not a trace of him could be found. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will tell the king its interpretation. Very powerful dream. Verse 37. Your majesty, you are king of kings. The God of heaven has given you sovereignty, power, strength, and glory. Wherever people live, or wild animals or birds of the sky, he has handed them over to you and made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. Verse 39. After you, there will arise another kingdom inferior to yours, and then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which will rule the whole earth. The fourth kingdom will be as strong as iron, for iron crushes and shatters everything, and like iron that smashes, it will crush and smash all the others. You saw the feet and toes, partly of a potter's fired clay, and partly of iron. It will be a divided kingdom, and though some of the strength of iron will be in it, you saw the iron mixed with clay, and that the toes of the feet were partly Iron and partly fired clay. Part of the kingdom will be strong and part will be brittle. You saw the iron mixed with clay. The people will mix with one another but will not hold together just as iron does not mix with fired clay. A lot going on here. Verse 44 In the days of those kings, the God of the heavens will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. And this kingdom will not be left to another people. It will crush all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, but will itself endure forever. You saw a stone break off from the mountain without a hand touching it, and it crushed the iron, bronze, fire, clay, silver, and gold. The great God has told the king what will happen in the future. The dream is certain, and its interpretation reliable. Ava. <laughs> You guys hear what happened? So what's going to happen? AJ, you know what's going to happen? God will come down and he'll send everybody to heaven. He's going to establish a whole new kingdom. <laughs> We're going to bear story. We've got a few more verses. <laughs> Verse 
Nebuchadnezzar's response. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell face down and worshipped Daniel and gave orders to the written offering and incense for him. The king said to Daniel, Your God is indeed God of God, Lord of kings, and a revealer of mysteries. Since you were able to reveal this mystery, then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many generous gifts. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and chief governor over all the wise men of Babylon. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, I got a verse to manage the province of Babylon, but Daniel remained at the king's court. I imagine since you're the only one away, close this out in prayer. Mm-hmm. Say a prayer. Everybody else is asleep. Amen. Great prayer. All right. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.